Adam and Eve is not giving you 10% off and not 20% off or even 40%. Your discount is even bigger. AdamandEve.com is giving you a whopping 50% off. But why stop there? In addition to 50% off, you also get 10 free gifts. That includes a racy item for him, a sensuous toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. And best of all... Free shipping. Always delivered in discreet packaging. So rethink your bedroom routine. Go to adamandeve.com and enter the station's exclusive code at checkout. Miller. And get, you know the discount, 50% off almost any item and 10 tantalizing free gifts. That's Miller. Again, Miller. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Oh, yeah. Any week is happier. The closer we get to Donald Trump in jail, uh-huh. and we did, yeah, we got a little close. We got a lot closer this week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and who better to celebrate with than comedy confection Jen Kirkman? I yes. love her. Right, just smart, funny, hot. Gives me a lot of shit, yep. which people love. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Fred Go- uh, Fred Gutenberg in studio. Um, it just uh, it was the one year anniversary of Uvalde, and he just he as Nicole Wallace says he never not makes me cry. Right. <laughs> but yeah. he is uh, he is just amazing, amazing man. Uh, we had an amazing hour with him in studio, and uh, Jen Kirkman, of course, is the comedy f- confection on top. Yes, like sprinkles on your ice cream cone. Sure. Or, or she's like comedy Dippin' Dots. Like the I ice think. cream of the future? Yes, exactly. Wow. All right. Okay. Happy, happy hour. Enjoy. Well, you know I'm a healthy eater, and eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today. Get after your goals. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factors' restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Pancakes, smoothies. Discover a wide variety of easy options. Options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. There's no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup is needed. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. Head on over to factormeals.com liberal50 and use that code liberal50 to get 50% off. Once again, the code liberal50 at factormeals.com liberal50 for 50% off. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com.
Oh, she brought a dish. She's the dish to pass. Yes. Hello, hotness. Good morning. Oh, thank you. Steph, I'm worried about you. Your eyes look fine. Thank and that you. leads me to believe you're not getting any sex. <laughs> Is everything okay I don't, in your relationship? I don't my eye out every weekend. It was just last weekend. <laughs> okay. Was, yeah. Well, I know. I should have brought you my eye patch. Remember when I needed an eye patch two years ago? But that was from falling into a pool. Yeah. 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 That was a horrifying and yet hysterical injury. (laughs) The videotape was one of those, like, oh, don't laugh. Oh, that's funny. Okay. We're almost coming up on the anniversary. It was Memorial Day. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, I think think you took the point that I am an enthusiastic and giving lover. I mean, okay. I don't right. know firsthand, but I can tell. Now you have to write a new lesbian fantasy, as you were saying off air, that then I have to go to the ER, and then Jennifer Garner is, of course, the nurse. Is the nurse, yeah. Right. This is the lesbian fantasy, is that you're already having sex with, or, I, I don't know, some girlfriend Jennifer Garner that has clearly a poker impressed. in her vagina or something. Right. Or, and then you go to the hospital, Jennifer Garner nurses you back to life. Right. And, it, and you have to learn how to be a good receiving lover. She teaches you to... Oh, I see. To remain calm oh, this and is just hot now. take it. Yeah. Or has it moved Can to Meredith Grey now? Possibly. <laughs> yes, I've, my Grey's Anatomy addiction is somebody. One of the hot doctors in Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Hi, Jen Kirkman. Hi. Hi. You are. I want to make sure that you, in fact, get the credit that you deserve for uh, writers getting pizza. Because Flavor Flav, well, you tweeted, I take full credit for Flavor Flav knowing about the writer's strike folks wanting pizza. I meant New York City because L.A. gets all the love. But hey, he's in LA. You're welcome, Los Angeles. So you're responsible for LA writers getting pizza from Flavor Flav. Yeah, I made a video because I'm a writer on strike. And there's been a couple celebrities that have shown up. Susan Sarandon, and I screamed at her, you're why we have Trump. You're welcome. Yes, I know. Um, I, I, t- I talked about that on the air and how much I did not think I could love you more. But you screaming at <laughs> Susan Sarandon. <laughs> made me fall in love all over again. I didn't want the Writers Guild to get mad at me, so I stopped yelling at her. But <laughs> the point is that these celebrities in New York show up for good reason. They want to support us, but they don't bring food. And I feel like bringing food is nice and gets you more press. So I made a video about it, posted it on TikTok. And then I don't like to spend time on TikTok, so I didn't go back and check the comments. Well, it went kind of viral. And the first person to comment was Flavor Flav. And he said, <laughs> Girl, I got you. Where are you you at? I'm not in New York, but I'll send pizza. And then he wrote back the next day because I hadn't answered. And he said, your boy has got you. Where are you? And um, and I never wrote back. And so he just sent pizza to L.A. But he he didn't even know about the strike until I posted. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, if I had told him where I was, maybe he would have sent some. But anyway, everyone in L.A. was like, how do you know about it? I got no credit. Yeah. Well, maybe Tone Local sent pizza to New York. I, I don't know. I, I That's not as cool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the rappers very well. But Flavor Flav, good guy, obviously. Maybe Ice-T. Isn't he on like one of the right. Law & Order one of, one of SVU the icy, shows? One of the Icy Puffy people, maybe. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll reach out to Mr. Mr. T. Oh, no, I can't call him that because that's a different no, person. Mr. Right. Ice. And I will request. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's T-T-E-A as opposed to <laughs> T. Uh, all right. Anyway, oh, you are the normal, ra- you're the normal ray of the union, of the writer's union. <laughs> that's right. What? That's right. Te- I just hold up a sign that says Flava Flav <laughs> instead of Union. So uh, t- talk about the writer's strike a little bit because, you know, it's a it's a big deal. How, how long do you have, don't have any sense how long it's going to go on? 
No, but I, I'm sure all your listeners are on our side. This is not a case of rich people trying to get richer. Writers make about 23% less than they did years ago. It used to be a viable career. Mm-hmm. You know, you write on a show. Shows have, what, like 36, 40 episodes a year in the old days on network TV. And right. you work all year. And these days, you might get a high salary per week, but you work 10 weeks. And what they're trying to do, this is basically an issue, to put it shortly. Yeah. Tech bros mm-hmm. have kind of taken over with the streaming networks. And you don't have, like, you know, the old folks that used to run all the studios and they know how things are made and they care about writing and production. These guys want more growth, more money with less, you know, overhead. They don't want right. to pay people. So they think they can have one writer work per show. When, when you decrease the amount of writers that are working, now you kill the union because none of us are paying into the health fund, the pension. Yeah. So we could lose our entire union, which means we lose our pensions, our health fund. And we're losing our careers. You know, a lot of writers have been going to the Emmys, but they're also working at Target. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but you should be able to make a career out of something when the people above you are getting $250 million a year, like the president of Disney. So when when the Guild went to the negotiating table, it's not like, oh, we couldn't agree on these little points and they said this and we said that. They came to the table and laughed and insulted the writers and basically said, we're not even going to talk to you. So that's why we had to strike is they came back with nothing. And it's kind of unprecedented. And I think this strike could last longer than the last one, which was 90 days, because now we have streamers and they have tons of content up. They're not hurting yet, but they will. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's the big issue is this is a big moment in labor. It also involves them wanting AI to take our jobs, which I know is a threat to everybody. Yeah. So it's a really big deal. And if we stand strong Mm -hmm. and don't give in, we will change. We will save an, an, an industry, I believe. That was very powerful, Norma, Norma Ray of the Writers Guild. I listen. And this I is would pay you fight because for... it's it's us. This is my Bernie Sanders moment. It's us against the one percent and the billionaires. Yeah, That's billionaires it, and the know? billionaires. Well, and and the writers they're not they're not stars. They don't get the no. millions and millions of yeah. dollars that the the yeah. stars. They don't get. even get good writers, swag bags. Writers are solidly middle class. It's a solidly middle class profession. Yeah. And, now there are some writers that are very wealthy, but let me right. put it this way. They've been working since they were 20 years old and they made a good living every year and kept getting good jobs. And you work about 60 hours a week and then you get residuals. We don't get residuals on Netflix or anything like that. But so there are some writers that are very rich, but they built up that wealth over 30 years. And, you know, who begrudges them that? But, you know, president of uh, CEO of Netflix got paid 50 million last year. And they'll say things like, well, we can't pay residuals on shows on Netflix because they're not technically reruns. They're just up all the time. So how would we figure it out? Like. You figured out how to give yourself fifty million. Exactly. Now. Yeah. Chris says that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is doing, doing a new action series for, for Netflix. For Netflix, yeah. <laughs> and he goes to the same gym and he can barely walk. So I'm not saying. Well, what's the ageism and sexism in Hollywood? Prunes and have a bowel movement by 10 a.m. Like what action uh, can he do at his age? I never no cannot terminate this constipation. <laughs> I, I don't know. His greatest action was getting his maid pregnant. I mean, listen, he can't hey, top hey, that. Hey, hey, hey. By the way, well, I would pay you for the lesbian fantasies that you write for me, which are fantastic, but I work in my basement. So I, I don't have oh, yeah, the money. You I know apologize. What? I actually, since I'm on strike, I shouldn't be writing any lesbian porn it's true. fantasies right now. That's true. Yeah. And also, I have a girlfriend, so you probably Maybe a 70 page of residuals, you could afford to do more. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you know, I haven't gotten a residual check for all my appearances on Stephanie Miller. Yeah, for the last, for the Jennifer Aniston lesbian fantasy, for the the sixth Jennifer Garner ones after yeah. that. I mean, they need to strike outside your house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jen Kirkman picketing here, and Flava Flav can deliver pizza to yes. you then. 
want some of that flavor. This is pizza. this is a, this is a publicity stunt that works for all Everybody. of us. Everybody, win, win, win. Um, <laughs> you are uh, Deadline Hollywood tweeted: Law enforcement warned strike supporters outside Warner Brothers about excessive horn use, and you just said, "LOL." <laughs> oh, it is. So, can I tell you? I'm, do you remember in school when you go on a field trip yeah. and you? Do this with your arm to make the the trucks. Honk. Yes, yes, I do, I do it now. I do it now. It's my favorite thing. Oh, I, me too. You would, you should come strike with us because I stand on the street corners of New York City, pumping my arm, trying to get all the trucks to beep. They do. It's really fun, and we're blowing whistles. We're making noise because we're actually shutting down productions because of the noise we're making. They can't film, and we're ruining like CEO meetings. Like it's so fun. It looks like <laughs> why are they blowing whistles and, you know, but it actually is disrupting what they're trying to do. That's so fantastic. it's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of to not work. But. Civil disobedience though. It's fun. I mean, I do it. Any, yes. any trucker that calls in, I make them right yeah. for years. Yes. Been, mm-hmm. That's it's like my funnest thing ever, except that getting a pony. Like, somebody calls in, trucker calls in. But sometimes okay. they're just in a pickup truck and it's just a. Yeah. Now I don't know if these truckers support the union. I'm just lifting up my shirt every time and they're being so, you know, whatever works. That's worth truck horning over. Hello. Um, you are the no fun, the Jen Kirkman podcast. You will be covering getting defensive about an article stating Gen X is the Trumpiest generation. Oh, how dare they? Your I generation. Know. Well, you know what, Steph? It's all based on there's some congresswoman, and I honestly forget her name, but she's she's in like the oldest year bracket of Gen X, and she's now a very conservative congressperson. Um, so, yeah, I mean, de- every look, every generation has right wing weirdos. Yeah. And, and I think Generation X is like the first kind of generation to wrangle things away from the right wing. I mean, I do believe we're responsible for getting Clinton in office mm-hmm. and stopping that bleeding. But I do think a lot of Generation X were very apolitical. And when you're not that political, you you grow up and you just kind of go with the shiniest object. And I think, yeah, obviously, plenty of people in my generation went with Trump. But I don't think it follows the exact notion that as you get older, you get more conservative. I just think every generation has terrible people in it and yeah. i do think also this article kind of got the age range of gen x wrong it's actually yeah. a lot of older millennials voted trump as well yeah yeah um well the good news is even his own lawyer says he's going to prison <laughs> um what's his name ty cobb yeah said he thinks the documents case is very tight and that he's going he, he literally <sighs> skipped over the yes indicted and you know whatever tried he said prison i think he's going to prison for this so this is the jack smith case right of the stolen documents yes See, I write you. I write you political sex fantasies. You write me lesbian fantasy. That's how we give. Yeah. That's, we're the polite chipmunks. We but Steph, you know, I can't, you know, achieve the big O until I actually see him in prison. It's got to be real. <laughs> I, I. Why don't I believe it? I'm. I'm. I'm someone did. I'm a, so broken. Someone did a gift that I sent to everyone. It's not over until the fat is in jail. It's just a big picture of the big fat. But you know that what? argument that he can't go to prison because he has Secret Service and they oh. have to figure something out. Stop harshing my buzz. I just we'll I'm, find I'm a way. tired of people being blockers to my fantasies. I know. They'll and figure I it out. Be. We will find a way. I want to get, I just, if someone can give me a good explanation for that, then I'll, I'll happily join in the fantasy because we got to, we've got to put someone in prison so that no president does this again. Thank you. Thank you. What if? We'll work out the details later. Was it, yes. We used to it, hang people for treason. I mean, prison yes. is a picnic. Yeah. But wasn't Mar-a-Lago originally designed to be like the Southern White House? That Good. was like a whole thing. It was It was actually Perfect. donated. Problem the Washington solver. Post heiress donated to the federal government. Yes, mm-hmm. Marjorie Mary Trump, Weather Post. Yes. That's how Trump bought it. 
Why yeah. don't we just turn it back into a federal property, yes. a.k.a. federal penitentiary. See, see Jen, liberal oh. helper, liberal helper. And he can just solver. stay there at Mar-a-Lago and not no, have to leave. Fine. And put fine, a moat around fine. it with alligators. And yeah. Problem solved. But can we just put little bars there? I mean, I don't want him to get to stay in like a nice room. All right, Jen. I, I mean, have you Now see, you're getting you, too detailed. As a writer, you're getting too detail-oriented. You're bored. You're not working. <laughs> Big picture. Big oh, picture. Big picture. Jen, I, I mean, look, look, All right, 20, look at what it is. It's already got like that tacky carpet. It's already got the bad... It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Fred Gutenberg's here live in studio. <laughs> on to happier times. Chris, yes. wait, who said, hold on, for there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. I ha- Amanda Gorman. Oh, you know what? I you can't. can't guess right. <laughs> I, I, I can't guess wrong gonna, on that. We're, yeah. we're, we're not going to ban lines like that, are we? <laughs> no. Oh, my God, Fred. Um, Yeah, Ed tweeted, now the poem Amanda Gorman read at President Biden's inauguration entitled The Hill We Climb has been banned from curriculum uh, uh, through fifth grade in Miami-Dade County for being not being suitable for elementary students. I mean, I, I, it is just as we were Can saying. Can I say something yeah. about that? Sure. Since that is my Please. backyard. Yep. Um. That first, Amanda, you are a brilliant, brilliant young person, and I am thankful for you. The idea that a crazy, lunatic, white supremacist mom who clearly is not bright and has confused you with somebody else. With Oprah. With Oprah. (laughs) um, Can cause a book banning in my state because a governor enabled by a supermajority has created really stupid policy is just dumb, and I'm sorry that this is happening to you, but I love your spirit, and I love your fight since it happened. And let me just say, as someone that uh, worked for Oprah, that woman's dumb, because Oprah's poems suck. I mean, I... (laughs) I was like, really, Oprah? Okay, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, Joe from Jurors tweeted, Republicans say they're for parents' rights, but they don't mean all parents. They mean some parents should get to make decisions for everyone else's kids, which books and poems they can read, what history they can learn, what pronouns they can use, what sports they can play. Isn't that, doesn't that sum it up? And I, I think, Fred, as you were saying, we were saying during the break, the vast majority of Americans agree with you. The number one thing they're concerned about are their kids being massacred at school. Today is one year since 21 were killed in Uvalde. One year. And the idea that this is the issue that Republicans want to go to the plank on and it isn't for truly protecting kids. And let's be clear. They say they need to ban books to protect kids. That's, I guess, their argument. Um, From what? I'm not sure. But it is true. Our kids and our loved ones in school and on the streets where we live and in the communities where we play and shop are at risk of gun violence. That is a true threat and risk. And the idea that banning a book that is beautifully written and important is a solution that these people want to run for office on? What the hell? I'm sorry. That's crazy stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, President Biden plans today to call on Republicans in Congress to act to end the epidemic of gun violence on the anniversary of Uvalde. I, you know, you and I are, you know, I, I get, it's not, you don't even have to be cynical to go, it, 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 they're not going to do it. I mean, again, this is not a both sides do it. If you want to change gun laws, we have got to get more Democrats in, period. This is about 24. It, full stop. L- let me um, kind of give a, a tiny little bit of history here. So, so my daughter was killed when she was 14. She would be turning 20 this July. And so I want to kind of look at this in a 20-year picture. 20 years ago in 2003, AR-15 sales were less than 2% of all guns sold. Today, 20 years later, they are 25% of all guns sold. During that same 20-year period, yeah. 20 years ago, we had 200 million weapons in America. Today, we have over 400 million. I just told you everything you need to know to understand gun violence. All the rest of it is lies. And the Republican Party, who suggests that this is the who we are as a country, BS. This is not. In fact, this country's history is one that respects gun safety. Through our history, we have passed laws to, to ensure safety from gun violence. This has been a 15-year business strategy by the gun industry following the Heller decision to bring AR-15 sales to where they are today without any risk for our safety. President Biden is right to do what he's doing today because full stop, this is not who we are and safety matters. Yeah. Well, you know, Fred, it's interesting you just said that because last time, I can't remember, this is where we are. I don't remember which massacre when this was, but whenever we see these press conferences and, you know, someone gets up, particularly in a red state and says, this isn't who we are. Until we change this, this is exactly who we are. I mean, the one the one thing that that we have lost is, I think, the the thought that oh, it can't happen here, it won't happen here. I think we all know it could happen anywhere to any of us. Eighty percent of America agrees with us. Here's the problem: yeah, they don't all vote. And so here's the the message that I want to leave America with today: um, if you're amongst the eighty percent, if you're amongst the majority that actually supports doing something here. Not voting in the next election is not a choice for you. Don't worry if you don't fall in love with your candidate. It's not necessary. Thank you. Don't worry if you don't think they're the perfect candidate. They're human beings. But if they support your vision for reducing gun violence, if they support what you believe on choice, if they support what you believe on voting rights, if they, if, if they support the idea that reducing gun violence is more important than banning a book, okay, get off your and vote for them just vote here's the brilliance of the republican party they understood 30 35 percent of america is all in on that base stuff and will get amped up and will show up and vote for them that is their power however there's more of us we better vote the 24 election is our time to finally solve this and show up and make yeah. sure we bring sanity back to not be held hostage by, by a the, minority right the, the minority uh, um, by the way we can all agree uh, the perfect candidate is clearly ron DeSantis for president <laughs> who is announcing today <laughs> oh, from God. your great state all of florida fingers um i just love what you said you said ron DeSantis knows he has an uh, has awkward public moments the idea of him announcing on an audio only platform makes sense he can't perform on the national stage and he will do everything he can to prevent needing to do so he is weak and weird and he knows it 
<laughs> Every video I've seen of him having a human interaction, he is he's either weird or vindictive or, you know, remember when the kids were wearing masks behind him on stage or I, just this I, horse he, laugh that he had interacting he with someone. Is yeah, a terrible, terrible candidate. Yeah. He will not be the nominee. There is no chance. Um, I guess that means Trump could be maybe from a jail cell, but it won't be Ron DeSantis. There's no chance. We still in America value our, our interactions with someone running for president. And the DeSantis campaign is going to try and run a campaign where he's removed from people. Yeah. And they'll do videos and Twitter spaces and things where he doesn't have to show up because he can't. The way you the, and I are sitting here just having a conversation, can't do it. He yeah. can't. No, I, it just, I, every you know, piece of video I've seen, it's just, he is so awkward. It's like he was not, he's not from this planet or something. I, anyway, um, <laughs> Bonnie obviously barked because she wants you to talk about Pause of Love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Applications for our program Pause of Love are open. You tweeted, we provide emotional companion pups and a year of pet care for eligible people who've been directly affected by gun violence. That is so wonderful and I, yeah. I am a big believer in emotional support dogs because they've, they've been mine my whole life my, my two dogs are my kids um, yeah. one of my dogs was four months old when Jamie was killed and and I've often said since that puppy saved my family no yeah. disrespect to my older dog but having that puppy in the house saved my family and so I know what the love and companionship of dogs means through terrible moments. Last year, when we were driving home one day from the trial, my wife said to me, I want to do something different with our foundation. I, I want to do something that's so unique to what Jamie loved. Yeah. And where instead of us giving away money to different and other organizations where it's our purpose. And over the course of the drive, she's like, she's like, Jamie was obsessed with our dogs. I want to do something with dogs. And by the time we got home, Paws of Love was born. Aww. No, it's just a... Well, you can see I'm wearing my March for Our Lives. I uh, do. You know, it's funny. There's, You know, we've had so many marches, obviously, in protests, especially in the Trump years. And, Fred, this was the one I, I, had, to, I had to be there with those kids. And, I, yeah. you know, I'll never forget. I'm sure you were there. And I was. I, I'll never yeah. forget um, when they played all the video at the beginning before the march... I was standing with a bunch of Parkland kids. We were all standing, and they all started crying because, of course, they were re-traumatized by the videos of, you know, uh, of the incident. And I, and I just, like, I, I I literally thought that. I thought, oh, my, and I remember hugging them, a bunch of yeah. them, like all of the adults around. We just sort of held them, and I just, I can't. We were talking about threats you get, and it's just, I, it is unimaginable to me what has happened in this country where people would threaten people like you that have been through the worst thing a human can probably be through. And what people who do that don't understand, the superpower of those kids and parents like me yeah. is because of what we've been through, you can't hurt us with stupid words. You just can't. Yeah. And. And, and I can't speak for the kids, but I think I'm probably going to be accurate because I know it's true for me. I have no awe in people anymore. Yeah. You're either right or you're not. You're either decent and good or you're not. I have met people over the years in media, in politics, incredibly important people like you, Stephanie. <laughs> and, and you know what? 
everyone to me is a human being with a heart and a mind and all that matters to me is how you use it but i'm no longer in awe of people yeah you know you either do the right thing to stop the next one yeah. or i'm gonna try to fire you yeah yeah I'm sorry, I wasn't laughing at you, I was laughing at me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking to a crazy lady in her basement, but thank you. And, <laughs> you know, but I just, I love that. Uh, you know, that you just, when you, you just say, like, I've been through the worst day of my life. You really think your stupid name calling is going to hurt me now? I mean, Fair. it just, it, it's, uh, but it just, I, I guess there's a level of meanness that I know Donald Trump didn't in, invent it, Fred, but it feels like he's he's normalized it. He knew it was there. He made it. He made it okay to express it, and it's now been going on since he came on the stage, what, six, seven years ago? Mm -hmm. And so it has. It's become like a normal part of discourse, and it has to stop. It's, it's not who America is, has always been, and I do think the next election is going to be determinative as to the course that America takes going forward. Are we going to continue to be, you know, that shining star on a hill yeah. um, with decency and as an example to the rest of the world? Yeah. Or is that dark vision that Trump wants going to succeed? I don't think the dark vision succeeds. Yeah. I, I was saying a book title I loved. <laughs> I think it's If God is Love, Stop Being a Jerk. <laughs> just isn't that like just <laughs> that says it can, we could just you know in the post-trump era i hope try to reclaim some of our our common humanity because you know i'm sure there, the you know politics are different on parents that are you know in the position that you've been in it's not like it's one you know one side of the aisle that is a victim of this that that is correct um you know and listen when people go through what i went through you become connected to all these other families that maybe you didn't know before. Mm -hmm. And you weren't politically the same before, and you're probably not going to be now. But we've all been touched by gun violence. And yeah. even those parents who politically maybe were different than me, they all <clears throat> excuse me, they all fought to pass gun safety measures in Florida that we did get done three weeks later. Yeah. And I'm proud of the fact that we did that together. Yeah, and thank you for, I mean, seriously, I'm like Nicole Wallace. I'm like, I never not cry when I have you on. Because <laughs> My wife always <laughs> says, all we do is make people cry. <laughs> just, <laughs> but just the bravery, to, and I'm sure you, you know, many times would rather be home with your head under the covers, you know, you're out here. <laughs> you because I, we, I was saying the media has got to do better. We were Everybody's been talking about, I can't remember which locality, local news, you know, the guy that was standing at a bus stop every day with an AR-15 yeah. threatening kids, and he's, they said, oh, he's doing this to protest Governor so-and-so's gun safety legislation we'll we'll talk to both sides at 11 I'm, i saw no that there's sides. no both sides to that remove him arrest him there's no both sides there's nothing normal that shouldn't be considered okay um and i saw that message from the media and i i blew up over it yeah you're 100 yeah